Welcome back, people. It is episode 21 of season three of the Taxi Squad podcast. It is currently May 24th, Wednesday. You'll be listening to this on Thursday, the 25th. Vinny, how you doing? Doing great. Got that new haircut vibe. Feeling very confident right now. Fresh. Um, yeah, ready to get after it today. You know, it's one of those it's one of those days we said a couple times. A little bit of a lull in the season, but it's all right because the boys got shit to talk about. We got baseball feeling hot in the streets right now. We got a little PGA, Brooksy fucking comeback for the ages. NBA, NHL, all of those things. Mike, how are you in sunny California? Well, Vince, you'd think California would be sunny, but it's not sunny one fucking iota. I'll say oh, this. Man. Every day here, it's been gloomy and what? 72 and just like pissing. Like there is no redeeming quality to this state right now. Everybody's like, oh, Cali this, Cali this. Minus, I, I mean, I'm in SoCal, so I'm in like Anaheim, right? Yeah. So I'm like 30 minutes from like USC's campus. Yeah. Which I've yet to go visit. I should go visit. Went and saw Shohei yeah. and uh, the Otani show um, if it was on Monday night. Beautiful night, though. Like that was perfect. Like my first night here. 75 degrees, sunny. I mean, you can't nice. beat it, right? But every other day here, it's just been gloomy and shitty. So Wow, so California sucks. Is that what we're landing on? I don't know if it's California sucks, but maybe the people in California suck more yeah. than the state itself. It's Los Angeles, too. <laughs> <laughs> like just I don't Los know. Angeles. I don't know, because everybody I've met here, I'm just like, you're not memorable at all. All right, thank you. Have a good day. Damn. Yeah. No character out there. You don't get the, you know, Polish yeah, sausage eating angry White Sox fans. <laughs> Man, it's too nice. I think there's I think there's something to it. I think you actually need a little bit of a little bit of cold weather and controversy to have issues. Like if you're out there, I don't know it's just if a I necessarily bit. need the cold weather, but um sure. I would take just some good personality and some right. good pushback in the right like well that's what i'm saying like, it's like you it can't be beautiful every day or that's your that's no. your identity at that point you know no it's so true and i understand that but it's just more so the ignorance here and not only that the cocky ignorance which i don't understand and i don't Her know ignorance if the two are, is it is but it's bad it's real real bad and i could go mm. down a large rabbit hole with this but i'm not the only thing I know us in is LA, I'm sorry, but it is what it is. Come to Chicago. <laughs> hey, if and you enjoy listen that to shit. us in LA, we appreciate you. I've met a lot of really good people here, specifically at the Angels game. Anybody who I talk to about Angels baseball loves that team. Uh, either that or they're a Dodgers fan that roots for the Angels, which is kind of like a comp to like the White Sox fans who root for the Cubs. So Except like, like we understand way that. later in the timeline of, of teams. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we got a little like bit. We've of been around for them, yeah, yeah. We've been around yeah. for a century plus. These guys have been around for maybe fifty years, not even. So, not although even the know. Dodgers yeah. do have a rich history, but it did start in Brooklyn, in New so. York. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, other than that, everybody loves Shohei Otani here. Like they, that's yep. the guy. They right? should. They should. We'll get into more baseball talk, though. But, I mean, Vince, we got baseball talk, but it's a little strange and unusual this week. And yeah. um, I've heard it took, you know, one stone to kill two birds. 
Ooh. But in this foul stage, play here? I don't know. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. I've never seen so many birds murdered in professional sports <laughs> that I did this blood. week. Just cold Two blood. birds brutally murdered by baseball hurling madmen, they're saying. <laughs> they're saying. You see? You see? You see? You see? Two birds brutally murdered. <laughs> um. So the first one that I like, uh, Guardians. It was Guardians White Sox game, if I'm not mistaken. The Indians? Will you mean Brennan. The Indians? No, I mean the Guardians. So <laughs> Will Brennan had a hit off of Dylan Cease, if I'm also not mistaken. I'm looking at it. Um, killed a bird with a ground ball through basically shortstop and third base. Bird dead on the field, hanging out, chilling there, not moving. Uh, definitely unfortunate. Bit of a sacrifice. It is what it is. Birds die. Um, next day, Brennan hits a home run and he makes a bird celebration to appreciate the bird. And then not too shortly after that, Zach Gallen doing long toss in the outfield in, uh, he plays for Arizona. I don't believe they were in Arizona. Um, but he tosses it and absolutely hits a bird a la Randy Johnson from back in the day, brutally murders it. These guys need to hang, stop it. Pete is going to be after them with these baseballs. We might have to cancel baseball forever because all these birds oh. are just dying. Oh, my God. No, they were in Oakland. Yeah. And that bird yeah, yeah. just exploded. Yeah, that thing died Whoa. for sure. <laughs> Whoa. The last time this happened was Randy Johnson way back in the day, right? Oh, Randy one, Johnson, yeah. I think it was like, yeah, it was like 20 years ago. Now 22 years ago. God, that's yeah. crazy. Anyways. Crazy. Like Randy Johnson spring training is throwing gas, which he always would. And just a bird came in yeah. right before that ball hit the mitt and he exploded. Yeah, we've seen this iconic fucking iconic video. Absolutely insane. And that's not the only time it's happened. No, no, Sin I mean when you Dave Winfield, all Shinshu Chu. Can we yeah, talk dude. about how much Shinshu Chu used to just absolutely destroy the White Sox and yeah, basically the entire, the entire AL Central, like just destroy us. He was yeah. outstanding. No, I mean, he was great, had a, quite a bit of power. His biggest, my biggest gripe with him is every time I played the show, uh, he would always just hit a home run off of me. It was undeniable. Couldn't strike him out for the life of me. Something about him, something in his genes and his genetics are just saying, hey, we got to ruin Vince's day. And he does that. MLB, the show learns your algorithms like it learns what you like to do over time, especially if you play like franchise yeah. mode, wherever the comp is. What are you saying? That. I can't like, throw a low inside or a low outside fastball and then a high inside fastball and well, a curveball every it, single guy. <laughs> well, it's not even that. It's just like you got to switch it up a little bit. You got to like confuse the computer slash algorithm yeah. and, and, and help it understand that like, hey, I'm not here to play fucking games. I'm here yeah. to throw gas. And I'm here to strike you out, Mr. Computer. All gas, no brakes. That's all I'm trying to all do. All gas, no brakes. That's what we do. I mean, that's what we do. Yeah. That's how it plays, right? But then again, it's like in, in MLB, the show, is it worse to give up a walk? Because I feel like if you give up a walk in the show, like impending so doom is upon you. Yeah. Like, like I'd rather give up a home run. Up, yeah, it's like you just give up the solo shot before you like walk the bases loaded because then like yeah. the umpires are against you in that game if yeah. you walk like one guy. Yeah, it's some real shit. Truly. That's that's real life. But talk. you know what? 
Yeah, it's real life talk. It is what it is. But we're not here to talk about MLB the show, Vince. We're here to talk about birds exploding in baseball. That's true. So what I thought was great about Will Brennan, that same night hit a dinger off of Dylan Cease and then straight up hit the Birdman pose, like Birdman in the early 2000s, hashtag cash money records. What happened to that boy? Yeah, I was going to say. Anyways. So he hit that on him, and I'm not even mad about it. Like, I hate this team, and I'm not even going to lie. I know they say that's a big word, but for a long, long time, they just had a logo that was a shit-eating grin of an Indian, and yeah. now they changed the name, and it's like, I hate the name even more now. Yeah, the Chief Wahoo was a cool-looking logo. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, They made a whole fucking movie off of it. The Braves can still keep their name, right? Yeah. Washington yeah, kept I mean, their name. No, they so didn't. the Blackhawks. Well, the Blackhawks, like literally, the Blackhawk tribe came out and said, "No, we like that." So yeah, like, that's, I that think that's what it, what it is. Just calling them like the Indians, you know. So I think that's just a blanket term. <laughs> and also that I mean that logo was ridiculous. <laughs> I will give it. It was cool, but it was ridiculous. What if you come out and like make it like an aggressive Indian? Would it be better? No, we'll probably just avoid it altogether. It's kind of what if it had a casino chip surrounding a ho chunk brought to you by ho chunk casino. I think maybe it would have done right. Brought to you by Cleveland. (laughs) Yeah, for real shit. Make your money back, guys. So Vince, what were birds doing in baseball this week? Did they know something? Are they CIA devices technically? Dude, I don't know. Because I've also had an issue with with birds flying into windows. Uh, I've been on the birds aren't real thing for a while. This isn't new. Uh, I think birds are probably chipped up. I think they're, yeah, this is a conspiracy podcast. I think birds are chipped up by the American government to watch people. Um, I don't think they're real. I think that they, they do too weird stuff and they're way too close to us all the time. Like you're trying to tell me that all those pigeons are made every single year and their only purpose is just shit on cars. I say, nay, like I say, if you have white, if you have white poop, you're wrong. Like birds have white poop. No shot. That's a robot. They're spying on us. And the more birds that Zach Gallen can kill, we're probably going to benefit off of it. Will Brennan, Zach Gallen might be our future heroes when we're talking about birds dying. True. Randy Johnson started it because he knew, dude. He knew not only that, but what are these birds doing on all these fucking wires, right? What are they yeah. doing? Why don't they, they get zapped? Doing? I sound like Sebastian Maniscalco. What are you what doing? Are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what really are you though? Doing on Dude, these birds are telephone wires? Are One you of my biggest like to my conversations. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They fucking know. I yeah. One of my least favorite things are big flocks of birds, like that fly together. Like you ever see that movie Birds? By Alfred Hitchcock. I think it was him, yeah. Yeah, that was him, man. That was Yeah, that shit's mad creepy. Big flock of tiny little scary crows coming in to eat you alive. No thanks. Pass. Well, technically, there were a bunch of seagulls, Vince. And if you look back at that film, it is fucking terrifying. And I always used to make fun of my older brother, right? Because here's a fun story for the podcast. So my older brother, he's seven years older than me. (laughs) Shout out, Richard. Shout out, Richard. (laughs) So Richard, when he was five years old, before I was around, was at SeaWorld with my mother and father. 
and Richard was eating a hot dog. And this seagull swept down and took that hot dog straight out of his fucking mouth. And uh, poor young man had no other words to react to other than motherfucker bird. (laughs) And that bird flew off with that hot dog. And my brother's been terrified of birds ever since. So there's this app called... I mean, there is this app though. It's it's fascinating and it's really good. And if you know you're you're a fan of this podcast, you'll be a fan of this app. It's called the Chive. Chive's a great app, great yep, social I know media the page also. So the Chive actually has an entire section which is birds doing weird things, and usually it's just majority seagulls stealing food out of people's hands. Um, so mm. I would on a constant send my brother pictures of seagulls stealing foods out of people's hands and just the constant (laughs) just the constant reaction was dude fuck off just go fuck yourself you're such an asshole this is trauma don't blame him and then uh, one day i was going for a run and uh i'm going for a run i was on a trail right behind my apartment at the time in palatine illinois if you know where that is shout out to you and uh nice garfields in that area great garfields in that area shout out to the boys (laughs) live real close anyways Going for that run that day, and uh, I had one of those blackbirds with one of those red spots under its wing uh, during mating season dive bomb my fucking head. And um, I am now terrified of birds also. So I told my brother that story, and his genuine reaction was, Mike, go fuck yourself good. I'm happy that happened to you. And <laughs> for, I, got, I got what was coming to me. So it goes to show you, don't fuck around with birds. All right. That's all I got. Heard that. See? You heard of your first. They're government entities and they're going to ruin your life. So RJ was right over everything. He Problem. was. And I'm not, I mean, and, and there's the thing, you know, I mean, we, we got to understand that these CIA listening devices are not to be played with. And I'm happy the MLB has created a vendetta against them. Clearly. I mean, two in one day. You can't be mad about it. You're right. You're absolutely right. Less birds is a better world, man. I think our world is following trajectory. The more birds there are, the worst off we are. So you heard it here first. Hey, is this Taxi Squad episode going to be called The Bird is, in fact, the word? The word? I kind of want to say, I kind of want to call it F-O-W-L play, but, you know, we'll workshop it before we release it. Oh, love it. Love it. Love it. Um, All right. Well. Well, Vince, I mean, since we're on the top of, of baseball, I mean, I think it's time to talk about the AL Central. What do you say? What do you say? The AL Central might be the worst division of all time. <laughs> <laughs> um, the AL Central currently, as it stands, uh, is definitely the worst in the league right now. The Twins lead the division at a 26 and 24 clip. What happens after that is even worse because, like, obviously 26 is – you know, it's not crazy, but to lead the league right now or to lead the division rather and only be up two. Um, the Tigers 21 and 25. They're a little bit of a surprise this year. Guardians 21 and 28. White Sox are White Sox 21 and 30 and Royals 15 and 35. On aggregate, it's horrible. We definitely have the least the least wins in the league as far as a division has to come to it. Not to be mentioned that they are horrible against other teams as well. Um, the run differential, if I'm going to lay it out here, Buster only. Thank you for posting this the other day. AL East is at plus 225. NL Central at plus 13. AL West, 8, 
net or minus eight. So AL West, if you think about that, you got the Angels, which are notorious for not winning a lot. Um, you got the Oakland Athletics, need I remind you? Not a great team either. Eight, le- negative eight, excuse me. NL West, negative 11. NL East, negative 58. And the AL Central at an astounding negative 161. <laughs> So it is quite a difference between the negative 58 and fifth and the negative 161 in the AL Central. So I say all this to say, so you're saying there's a chance. Well, we discussed this early on in the podcast. The Twins owner, Tigers owner, Guardians owner, White Sox owner, Jerry Reinstorf, Royals owner, I think Patrick Mahomes is part of that group, all got together before this season. They were like, listen, we're going to be the worst division in all baseball going to be the worst we've ever been. And they were they like, probably did I'm that 20 that. years ago because that's what it's basically been. <laughs> oh, it's been horrible for 20 years. It's been really, really bad. I mean, although we did win a World Series in 2005, we did win a division yep. in 2008. So it's not that far off. But then again, I mean, the AL East has always been the creme de la creme. But right now, I mean, if we do look at everything, it is horrifically bad. I mean, if we look at the AL Central right now, the best team in the league has 26 wins. I mean, they are maybe a smidge above 500, 26 and 24. And then the Tigers, Guardians, and White Sox all have 21 wins. Yeah. To put it in perspective, it, it's, it's the Blue bad. Jays the Blue Jays are 26 and 23 and are in last place in the AL East. If the Twins were in the AL East right now, they would be in last place and they are in first in the Central. So well, so are the Red Sox and the only the Red Sox have their woes. Well, right that's what I'm saying. Because... It's yeah, but they're I mean, granted, everybody in the ALE still has a winning record and the Orioles are an absolute juggernaut. Don't forget it. Um, but just the fact that the number one team would be in fifth place on that mark is crazy. It's horrible. It really is. It makes you understand how weak of a division you are. But if you jump across the pond, the NL Central, I mean, it's not much better. So I don't know <laughs> the proverbial well, pond, much pond, the proverbial pond. Mm-hmm. if you jump across the city, if you go from the South side where we actually watch the game and you go to the North side where it's just drinking and pretty girls, um, yep. you would also see that the Cubs have 21 wins on the season and the best record in all of the NL central is the Brewers right now at 27 and 22. So yeah. I, I mean, the central divisions right now are just not doing hot in 2023. Do do. I don't know how this is going to look in the future. Every team, though, goes through their ups and downs. And right now, as a White Sox fan, you are clamoring on to this hope and maybe some sort of a shred of a shit that this team can be semi-decent in the future. But I, I, I have no idea. And, well, and looking give at you our some division, like, okay, give me perspective. Vince. They're 12-9 and nine in May. Holy shit. That's a winning record. 12-9 and nine I'm cool with. Um, if you keep having winning records in months, there's a good chance that you'll be able to climb up that ladder, which is kind of why it gives hope here. Like, yeah, we're at the AL Central. Yeah, we we coined them as dead probably week two, right? <laughs> Something like that. They're five and a yeah, half games close. out right now. You put together a couple good series, and that might be a whole new conversation because, you know, Nine and seventeen at home, twelve and thirteen or nine and seventeen away, twelve and thirteen at home. I don't know if you remember a couple weeks ago they were sitting on something like nine and ten at home. So that was that was not great. Not what we were looking forward to. It was more like five and ten or something like that. So 
yeah, it was it's depressing sauce, no shot. But we get a chance to play them more than anybody else, which might give us some hope. Well, what I would say is this is that the Sox right now are in a big interdivisional matchup like session right now. So they just got done with the Royal series, which they did take two out of three and they did take two out of three. Uh, Oh no, my bad, my bad. They swept the Royals. I was going to say, (laughs) yeah, I'm sorry. If I, if I read that wrong, Uh, the white Sox right now, though, sweeping the Royals, taking two out of three against the Indians. I mean, this is a big jump in the right direction for this team. Now you got the tigers for a four game set in Detroit. This game will be, big right so yeah i believe that if we can win three of four against the tigers i don't need to even if you split the series against the tigers i'm not mad about it but then you got the angels yeah. coming to town and then you got the tigers again so you have that now ideally if the Sox could sweep the tigers in both series i mean that's a pipe dream but it's a lofty expectation but that could do a lot for us now the angels come to town may 29th through the 31st Right. So they go on their kind of Midwest tour, which I'm assuming then they play the Cubs right after because every team plays every team. So I don't know if we'll get Shohei any of these days. We'll see. Um, Shohei pitched Sunday. And I mean, he had an ace of a game. But I was at the game. I was at the game on Monday night. Shohei playing the Boston Red Sox and Mike Trout and Shohei collectively had one hit the entire game. They yeah. played like dog shit. Yeah, so we could talk it, about this till they're blue in the face, but God, if the the Angels are just so they're fumbling such a bag. Like it's to have two generational players, two guys that are considered A1 top tier, one of the best guys ever, not even right now, ever. And to be in this scenario is is wild to me. It's crazy. Well, Mike Trout a couple times had runners in scoring position and did, didn't do anything with it, right? So, I mean, yeah. looking at that from a perspective He's done of that like, so many times in the past, though, you know? Well, I mean, look at the World Baseball Classic. He had a 100% opportunity against Shohei yeah. to make it happen. He didn't do shit, right? So, it's it's interesting. Maybe he doesn't live up to the opportunity. He got paid a bunch of money. You live in SoCal. Life is good. I was thinking about that while I'm watching him strike out, throw his helmet off. And he's going to have somebody bring him his glove in center field and do his thing. He's an impeccable athlete. I mean, no one's ever going to like compare. Yeah, it to I mean, him he's already all famous if he retires today. Yeah. Oh, 100%. But I mean, think about it. This guy got paid a half a bill, literally. Yep. Lives in SoCal, probably lives in a, in a house none of us could even think about. And right. then outside Let alone of that. <laughs> right. And, and then even that, I mean, he gets just to show up every day and play a game kids play you're not going to be mad about it. So no, I don't know if the motivation's there much anymore. And then I was talking to a lot of local fans about Shohei. I'm like, okay, Shohei's last year. Is he going to LA? Is he going to St. Louis maybe? And everybody looked at me. You really want St. Louis to happen. You really do. No, I do. I do. Um, I really want it to happen quite a bit. And, uh, and my whole thing is just new bar. But Vince brought up an interesting proposition to me this week. He's like, is Newbar really going to be a thing forever in St. Louis? Yeah. Maybe Saint, maybe him and Newbar team up somewhere else, right? I have a and again, I don't I don't think this is actually gonna happen. I hope it does because I like them, but I have a feeling that he might move up to Seattle 
because of their expectation. Uh, previously, the home of Ichiro Suzuki. It's cold and it's damp. Who, and it's all homemade. Um, <laughs> no, Ichiro Suzuki was there before, obviously. Um, so there was. I you have to assume that there was some. There was some piece of him when he was a young man, when he was a baseball fan growing up. He's like, I want to be like Ichiro. Obviously, he's way bigger different play style but like just as a kid he's like you know Ichiro's like the Kate Ken Griffey Jr. for us like he's just you know the guy that you want um and then you also got J-Rod there you got a team that's expecting to have more um that's expecting to go on a couple tears and there's no reason why the next five ten years isn't going to be positive for them up in Seattle so I could see that happening if not you know he might just take the 500 mil from the angels and stay there. And then the angels are going to have about what at that point with trout him and run dome by itself, they're going to have like a bill over a bill signed up and just those three guys together. And they still won't be able to do shit, let alone, I mean, given that they're 27 and 23 this year, but you know, there's going to be a mid July and June situation where it's like, Oh, look where the angels are exactly where they were last year and the year before and the year before third to fourth place in the division well boots on the ground right so i got the chance to talk to angels fans and i was like all right listen how do we feel about shohei what's the thought process is he leaving is he staying what's going on they're like listen there is way too much japanese billionaire money surrounding this team right now for him not to stay and one guy looked at me he was (laughs) he was one of the concession stands and he said i want you to pay attention to something i was like okay and he's like, pay attention to the catnip spot that we put on our billboard in the seventh inning. I was like, huh? He's like, oh, yeah, pay attention. It's a Japanese catnip company called Kubo or Kudo. And basically, this Japanese-owned catnip company promotes at Angel Stadium because of Shohei, essentially. And they spend a shit ton of money to do so, and it's basically a catnip spot at a baseball game. Yeah, I mean, you got to assume that the Japanese viewers are through the roof for them, which is great. Well, but that the is counter great. argument to that great. is, can't anybody do that? Sure, I'm not saying that they couldn't, but the money's here already, and he's here yeah. already, and life is easy, and you don't have to be the best of the best, and you can just not win a World Series, Probably break wants a to shit compete, ton of records. Though. Does he, though? I'd I mean, want he won to. A world base- he won a World Baseball Classic for his country, right? Now not he a plays series. in the MLB. I'm not saying it is. It's a micro World Series. But then again, what if he just wins like three World Baseball Classics in a row in his entire career and he's content with that and made a shit That's ton of fine, money? That's fine, but he's going to sign a contract before he gets to a second one, you know? I, I don't know. I, I think if he wants to compete, the best thing for him to do is get the hell out of Dodge and don't, and don't play for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. But that's just because it's the Mike Sosha curse, man. It's like after he was gone, everything just went downhill and they haven't been shit since. So Got to go to the West I don't Sox. see. He probably Gotta doesn't go, go to, to the West East Sox. Coast. I think he doesn't go to the East Coast mostly because of the timing and the, and the distance, um, which, again, could be an argument, too. He can get wherever the fuck he wants whenever he wants to, but... Um, just being on the, on the West coast, it saves you what, like you got to assume four and a half, five hours of travel time if you want to go to Japan. Um, and then also, you know, it's viewership wise, if people want to watch games, like you are 
three hours behind. So a lot closer to Japanese time than you will get in a, in a New York or another major market. So, well, to your point, LA time is in fact a thing. I mean, I have not gotten that like conceptually since I've been here. It's like a lot of people like I'm calling. It's like, dude, it's two hours ahead. I, I don't know what more to tell you. It's like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a thing. That's a thing here. Yeah. So, like it's 741 for me. You're looking at like 540 right now. No, I know. Yeah. Like the night is still young right now. And I'm like, oh, this is actually kind of cool. Like that I could deal with. But to your point, I mean, it is closer to Japanese time. And if he was going to take a flight out of anywhere to go to J- Japan directly, it would be here. So Know what we should talk about, Vince? We're too much What's on that? Shohei right now. Michael Kopech yeah. might be the right-handed Chris Sale, and I'm really He's doing about it, man. It. We've I been waiting for this. He does two in a, a row. Yeah. Um, to give you some perspective, like we told you previously, the White Sox swept the, Ro- the Royals. Michael Kopech in his start against the Royals. He goes eight innings, 10 Ks, and one hit on the 19th of May. Today, he pitches again in a midday, so it ended a couple hours ago. Michael Kopech goes seven innings pitched, nine Ks, and two hits today. So, overall, three hits and two outings, almost 20 strikeouts and two outings. I'll take it every day of the week. Um, Giolito's been pitching all right this year, too. Cease is having a bit of a down year. Lance Lynn might be too old. Um, but having this guy in the rotation along with Eloy coming back, Liam Hendricks coming back, Eric Crochet being back, and then also your boy Clint Frazier might be a god. So I like it. I think if Kopech can keep this up, it's kind of what we've been expecting and what we've been hoping for and what a lot of us have given up on in the last couple of years. Um, but this is the shit that we always knew he had. It was just, is it actually going to apply in the MLB like it is right now? And I hope this is a sign for the future rather than a fluke. Well, Clint Frazier overall, I think is someone to pay attention to. And he's somebody who's jumped around quite a bit. He was like a top prospect with the Cleveland organization got traded to the Yankees. Wasn't a guy then got traded to the Cubs. He, he had some big like bright spots and then would fade off. And then now he was a part of, I think the Rays organization or some, Low Something level like organization. Yeah, yeah. And then they dropped him and the Sox, of course, are like, he could do it with us because that's yeah. what they that like that they entice There's us. There's no reason why he's like not this. gonna be amazing with us. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and and then they bring him to the south side on a deal. And then usually there's like a six game scratch where you're like, this guy could be a fucking guy. And then yeah. before you yeah, know, I mean it, he hit like, two sixty seven uh, in New York for two years well, in a row. Not a big, not a big home run guy, well, but he gets on base at a decent clip, like a three nine four OBP in twenty twenty. If we can get something similar to that, right now we're getting. I mean, it's a three game sample size, but we're getting two eighty six with a with a four forty four on base percentage. That's, that ain't too bad, man. I'll take that every day. Absolutely. I mean, he's athletic enough to play the position, which I enjoy. He has a good arm. He he can do the job in right field. He's a lot better than you know. Gavin Sheets. That's the only thing I'll say. What do you mean? The first baseman playing right field? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> well, I mean, it's true, though. And, He's supposed and, to know, be an outfielder. That's that's a big step forward for us. He is not <laughs> supposed to be an outfielder. That's the difference, right? So <laughs> right now when you look at it, it's like, okay, good. Let Gavin Sheets play DH and play first base, which he can do sufficiently. 
But beyond that, it's like, okay, you, you need some athletes out there. And Clint Frazier seems to be the one right now. Now, you, what, what you can't sleep on overall is the fact that Romy Gonzalez is on a tear. Dude's tearing yeah. a cover off the ball right now. I mean, literally, the past three games, this guy has just been crushing the baseball. I mean, in his he's literal past, me, man. he is, but he's still young, and I think you got to give him a, uh, some time. They realize that he's not an infielder because he doesn't have the wherewithal to keep his glove down, but they did yeah. understand that he's athletic enough to play the outfield, which I enjoy. So he could potentially yeah, play he right is, field but like, he's or never really hit, man. Well, now he's, he's hit. He's hit, yeah, in the last couple games, but I mean, still on the season, he's played 25 games with us and he's hitting a 192. It's not necessarily what you want to see. I'm not a hater True. necessarily, but I do have a good buddy, Nick. Shout out to him. That's like a Romy Gonzalez truther, kind of. Um, and I'm always like, tamp, you know, dampen your expectations a little bit just so, you know, you don't get fucking hurt by that. But even if you look throughout his entire, uh, his entire minor league career, it's like, He's not hitting over a 250 clip for an extended period of time. There's there's a couple big hot spots where he went, you know, 370 and in Charlotte in 2021, which brought got them to bring him up last year. He hits 250 with us. It's okay, but I mean, the last two years it hasn't been much anything. So I'd like to see him get going. Uh, I do think that if all things go well, he's the first one out of here. Um, Especially oh, with Berger true. getting chances at second, because there's just too many guys to feed on this lineup. And if we're just going to have another utility outfielder, you might as well bring, you might as well bring Adam Angle back and and throw Ami back in AAA. I think. Well, to your point, I mean, if if we're going to look at it year over year, um, I mean, he's a career two twenty eight hitter. Um, maybe I'm just yeah. watching games. Where I'm like, Romy Gonzalez coming into the clutch. But well, that doesn't just no slug too. Real. Like if you're going to hit two thirty, you got to hit the ball out. But I don't. That's not happening much either. But I mean, he does. He hustles and he works for extra bases. And like, he hit a double today and drove in a run. I'll take it. I mean, we got four hits he today. Hit a triple one on them, Sunday, so. right? Yeah. I mean, so there you have it. And the Sox won six nothing today on four hits, by the way. Which I don't know if that's impressive or bad or both. Hey, if you got a guy throwing seven with two hits, that'll work out for you. I get it. To your point, that's fantastic. I'm with you though. I'd rather a- have hit more. <laughs> I just much would much rather hit more right now. You you also have to pay attention that Luis Robert has gone down with a hip injury. It just seems like this, this injury bug follows this team. And it's like, well, one guy it's goes not down. like a more than a day or two hip injury though, which is nice. He's not going to be gone for long. Okay. I don't know if I believe all that, but okay. I'm just <laughs> That's saying my thing with this. I'm not team. saying it's I'm like just saying Luis Robert goes on a tear for the past two weeks Injured. Eloy Jimenez looks like he's going on a tear. Two weeks. Pregnant. Then it's like, okay, what pregnant? <laughs> what, what are we supposed to do with these guys that are made of glass? And it, it's like, who are you ultimately just going to move off of eventually? Because you just can't continue this. You need Not consistency. Consistency is key. Just like Did in anything see- in life. If good. Did you see what Luis Roberts' injury was? I didn't necessarily see it. I read it, and like my eyeballs are like, "What? <laughs> it's How? Called, it's called a rectus femoris." So I thought he just injured his butthole. 
was exactly where my head went. Just like acting like a big stupid idiot. I was like, damn, how did he injure his butthole like that? Uh, It's along his hip. He's day to day right now, but I was like, damn. Yeah, chill out with that off the field stuff, Mr. Luis. Is Luis like into gerbils or something? Like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, it depends on where you put the peanut butter and what your dog likes. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, right? Yeah. Pretty woman, Luis Robert. Is this a thing? Yeah. I don't know. He's familiaris with his rectus femoris, my guy. Yeah. (laughs) Butthole strain. But no, it's exactly what it is. And he didn't play today. They said they're going to give him a day off. They expect him to be back the next day. So it's not a big thing. It's just an overextension kind of thing. Is it though? Issue, I don't know anymore. That's what they say. I don't know anymore. Pedro Grafal said they're so going to they throw him out there tomorrow. So Pedro Grafal, what does he know? He was he's the manager. Hopefully Kansas more City. than the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, he's the manager. But I, I don't. Just another like, oh, well, we fucked up that hire. So here's the safe one. It. It's the White Sox being the White Sox. But for real, though, yeah. eventually one of them has to go. And I don't know who you're going to move off of first. Maybe the one that has more value. Do you trade Let's Tim Anderson at the trade see. deadline? Let's wait and you see know? where we're at. Maybe he doesn't want to be on the team. Maybe he doesn't want to be on the There's team. There's a chance. There's a chance that the White Sox might win the division, which is sad. Oh, God. Um, don't so don't we have to wait that. and see what happens there because if that's the case and they can get to the playoffs then I don't get rid of anybody fuck it if they're going to get us that far they might win the division with like a 77 and 85 like, <laughs> that's totally fine if they win the fucking division that's all I care I mean I wish they were a lot better they should be their talent is there to be better but you know if I was this is depressing to say but if it ain't broke <laughs> it might be no working. it's broke it's broke is a joke. Yeah, it feels like that. feels like that. That's all I'm going to say. And what I would also say is this. So, like, would you rather – here's a good question. Would you rather have a team that's going to fail out of the first round of the playoffs every year, right? So you lose to the Astros in the first round of the AL playoffs every year, right? So the AL Divisional Series Correct. or the Wild Card Series, you get just booted by some low-level team or some team that's, like, on the come up. Cause you know, you don't have the horses or do you just tear it all down right now and say, let's keep some individual pieces. We've discussed this before. Maybe it's not a in quote rebuild, but a rework. And maybe you keep Andrew Vaughn, you keep Luis Robert, you get rid of Tim, you keep Ben attendee. Cause you just signed him. You have no choice. And then get rid of Mancata. Like you, you, you do these things to retool the team in order to make it in Grafal's vision, whatever that is. And somehow you become relevant. I don't fucking know. I think that's like wishful reaching. thinking, but I don't see why that's any different than what they just fucking did. <laughs> like, well, unless there's no it, Rick Hahn like, and there's no Jerry Reinsdorf, I don't think it changes at all. Yeah, true. I think it's kind of like, hey, we might as well run it with these guys and see what happens. Or, you know, Jerry Reinsdorf accidentally trips down the stairs or some shit. That's the only way that we're going to actually benefit from this is to see how these guys can do. And maybe they can find a spark because it feels like it's turning around a little bit right now. I'm not going to say it's like, you know, world heater month and they're going to go undefeated in the month of June. Uh, Nothing like that. This always fucking happens. It's it's something where it's like, hey, it's. We're not completely lost in the sand right now. We have a chance to come back and get a playoff spot. You might as well just play it to fruition because it's not going to be any different if they try it again. 
we're I, I don't know what's going on in the sand. I think we're playing in the sand. And a little bit. Giving you some hope, a little dash of hope every now and again. But mm, not not impressed, even though they're doing what they need to be doing for now. They're doing but enough. But hey, we do have, we have an eight-game stretch where it is possible we can maybe take seven of eight. I'd be yeah. mad. And if impressed. the White Sox win the World Series this year, I'll, I'll shave my beard again. And Vince, if you are to shave your beard, what would you shave your beard with? <laughs> oh, none other than Henson shaving. Absolutely. Shaving my beard with that beautiful metal razor. Nice single blade. It'll be nice. So, Mike, without further ado, let's hop in and hear a little word from our friends at Henson Shaving. The Henson razor puts the end to shaving irritation and cuts while also making your skin feel comfortable and smooth. Uh, the razor is made from CNC machines to aerospace standards. That means it's made to be very tight tolerances with a combination of how securely it's held and how minimally the blade is exposed delivers a smooth and safe shave no other razor can offer. And Mike, one of the best things about it, 100% plastic free. Packaging plastic free. Razors plastic free. You get one razor, nice little heft to it. It's got a little bit of a little bit of weight to it which is nice and like i i've been using it now so they've been with us for a couple months now and i've been using it to to line my beard up and then using it on my whole face was a breeze i got i'm not gonna lie those um and changing up the razor too it's a lot easier than just popping off the whole head no plastic it's great um another piece of it that i like a lot especially after doing this so the head design has these little exit channels on it you'll see like lines under the razor um, it's designed to expel the hair out and the shaving cream and everything. And I don't know about you, but for years using razors, I'm like trying to get all the hair out. I got a little bit coarser hair and it's, it's hell every time I need to do it. So I've really never had a razor truly, honestly, never had a razor that this was, it was this easy to clean. So absolutely. I mean, it's designed so it doesn't get clogged up. So while you're shaving your face, we've all had it where it gets a little clogged up. It's not as getting as close of a shave as you'd like, so you got to rinse that thing off 37 times. Not here. It's once, and you're back to it. Boom. And super Just easy to clean at the end. You're, they're sharp. Sharp, is. man. Um, and then the last point that we want to make here, cost of ownership averages to 88.20 every two years, which is $177 less than a normal cartridge razor, which is crazy. And you'll see, so you order the razor, right? They give you a pack of blades. It's better for the environment. Stop using all the plastic razors. Use the metal instead. So use the promo code the Taxi Squad, T-H-E-T-A-X-I-S-Q-U-A-D at checkout. You put a razor in there. You put a 100 pack of blades, and you'll get those blades free while using our promo code. So for most users, this is going to amount to at least two to five years of shaving, depending on how often you shave. So again, that promo code is the Taxi Squad, HensonShaving.com. Go check it out. If you're a guy like myself, you shave once a week, you're going to save yourself a hell of a lot of coin. Hell of a lot of coin. All right, 2725. Boom. All right, I think that went well. Shave your beards, people. Do it if you need to. Line it up if you don't. It's great for both of those things. And that's why I like to use it, and I use it all the time. Um. Shave Big your things fotch. Happen. Don't be a grizzly Shave bitch. Your fotch. 
Right. You know, you got Father's Day coming up here. He doesn't want to see you looking like a piece of shit. You got Memorial Day. What better way to remember people than having a nice, clean beard? That's all it is. Or a um, clean all right. face. Because maybe you can't grow right. facial hair, right? Maybe you're a guy like Chicago Mike. And you just can't do This is it. why we're good and together, Mike. He can because grow I'm a beard. full face hair guy. I make it look clean. You do it completely clean, and you make that look clean, and that's the beauty of it. So you get like five o'clock shadow clean. That's about all I can go, and then I got to shave it. Otherwise, I look like a twelve year old boy trying to grow a beard. So it's if cool, that's though. you, shave your shit with Henson shaving. That's all I'm saying. Shave your shit too. Do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brooks Kapka. Brooks Kapka won the PGA Championship this weekend. Um, Hell yeah. I don't know if you remember this. He he sadly, or not sadly, depending on if you um, follow him or not or you want to see him win, he did lose the Masters in the final round with an unbelievable choke job, which ended up giving it up to uh, John Rahm. Um, Brooks Kapka has been injured for the last couple of years. He's had an interesting path back. People thinking that he's lost a step. He goes to live that whole scenario. Um, he comes into the PGA and he wins this one. And I think it's awesome. I think he's kind of an asshole. And I think that's a fun part of golf because he kind of need a couple assholes in there. Everybody can't be like, a, you know, I love my mom and everything's great. And I can't believe I get to do this. He's kind of like, I deserve to win everything and fuck you. I like that shit. I don't love live golf, but I do think it's funny sometimes, especially and this is such a joke too. So the live golf, whoever owns it, I don't even know whatever Saudi Arabia person owns that shit. They said basically she owns it. Yeah. If you, whoever uh, or whoever is playing in the tournament, if you're in live golf, if a live golf player wins, you got to rush onto the course and celebrate with him. I thought that shit was so lame. Because it's like, oh, yeah, me yeah. and my live golf brothers, but they sanctioned it from the top saying you have to go do that. That's lame. Fuck that. Saudis suck. It is what it is. But Brooks Kepka, on the other hand, had a great round. It seems like all of his injuries are gone or at least not nagging him as much as they were before. And it seems like he's in a really good spot where, you know, Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, they got to kind of watch out because that little world ranking that they got going on right now might not be the same in the next couple of weeks, um, especially if he continues to play like this. But I would say the biggest thing out of this, especially for non-golf fans, is what happened post. Um, one, he drinks out of the whatever the trophy's called, the cup that you get for the PGA Tour, which was pretty fucking funny. Um, that's, I mean, it's more of a Stanley Cup thing, but people do that. And then he goes on to the Panthers game. And one of the most viral clips of this week was Brooks Kepka with his eyes wide open. I would say clearly hasn't slept in a couple days here and has been probably getting into some other extracurriculars. I'm not really so, sure. I'm not going to say that the guy did, but maybe he has a prescription for Adderall. I don't know. Listen, I don't know if he's got a prescription to Adderall or he's got a prescription of something else, but his nose is very, very red, and he is not blinking. So one could surmise him and Tony Montana are having a party somewhere. He is, in fact, wasn't in Florida, New York, close enough. But either way, I mean, this guy was at this Florida Panthers game, and he was clearly on something. This man was jacked for this. I didn't know anybody could be this into hockey and into another sport. <laughs> 
But if you have the wherewithal to go look up Brooks Kepka, Florida Panthers game, this man was on life. Zooted. Best way Zooted. to put it. Zoomy <laughs> yeah. zooms. Yeah. Um, and shout out to Florida, man, because Brooks Kepka is from Southern Florida, if I'm not mistaken. Miami Heat right now, 3-1 against the Celtics. Florida Panthers playing currently. They're on the board already, and they're 3-0 right now oh. in their series. This might be a beautiful little sweep for Florida. Very much could be. Could be a Florida boy type of year. Now, we would be which remiss. Is, which is fucking terrifying. Which is fucking terrifying. It, it Florida is. man I mean, year. Everybody gets a Florida man. Get out of here. Leave me out of that. Everything's going to be on fire. and There's just going to be arsenic being thrown around in, in elementary I just, schools. I don't need that I mean, shit. Hey, one guy on bath salts ate somebody's face and everybody loses oh, their minds in Florida. Get out you know of here. Every time you see Florida man at the beginning of a news thing, you know it's going to be some wild shit. Like yeah, Florida you know man wrestles happen. alligator with his bare hands and then makes it his wife. And you're like, what are we doing? Now, if we are talking about the Oak Hill Tournament, though, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the one and only heartwarming story, kind of a Rudy-based story, a gentleman by the name of Michael Block. Yes. Right? So Michael Block was a former golf pro. I, I don't know if it was at that country club or another country club, but he yeah, legit a club pro. played. Yeah. Club pro somehow made it into the tournament and hit a straight-up hole-in-one I'm not a roll, but a hole in one, like a legit ball went straight into the hole. Yeah. And the video is going on right now. It's simply unbelievable of him and Rory McIlroy just celebrating like Rory. Like he probably barely knows this fucking guy, but he's standing by and he sees this happen. And he's like, did it go in? Did it go in? And everybody's losing their damn mind. And Rory's like, dude, fucking in. And it's just hard. I think like, I don't think he knows him at all. Um, because you, Rory's probably a pretty good cat. He seems like a nice guy. From what I saw at the Masters, like he was very like welcoming and and nice to everybody that was there too, which was cool. Um, Michael Block shoots a seventy for the first three rounds and a seventy-one on the last round to go one over, which is fucking incredible. Obviously, um, he after I believe the first round, maybe the first or the second round, when he made the cut. They told him, hey, you're going to go play with Rory McIlroy. Absolute waterworks coming out. He can't believe it. Understandably so. He goes out and plays with Rory and dunks a hole in one. That's fucking awesome. They're definitely going to. I think they were following him around with the full swing camera. So I think he might have a little bit of documentary action next year, which would be pretty cool. Um, But yeah, this guy is quite a crier. There's no doubt about it. Very, it's fine with me. Are you kidding? Yeah, he's. It's fucking so cool to see, and it's especially cool to see because a lot of you know, a lot of these golfers like are are full themselves, and you kind of have to be in an individual sport like that. So to see something similar to the Joel Damon situation in in full swing beforehand, um, in the first season, I think yeah, this is this is one of those heartwarming things where like this is good. It's good for the game, I'd say. but yeah, I mean, it was Brooksy's tournament. Let's be honest. Can you explain what Full Swing is? I'm sorry, I'm lost. Yeah, it's a it's a Netflix documentary. So they did a whole oh, first one, okay. and they did, talked okay. about live golf and all that shit. And it was actually oh. really fuck. Okay. It was okay. actually really good. So I suggest to watch. You don't have to be a golf fan to watch it. I would just say, in general, it's it's cool storyline type documentary. 
done by Netflix, so it has, you know, feelings of the last dance. I'm not gonna say it's that, but has feelings of that. So yeah. Wholeheartedly. I'm rewatching the last dance, Vince, and I'm not gonna lie, it's it it's just as good the first time as it was the last time. Um and to like piggyback that, I just watched Air that Yeah, um, I heard that was good. Fascinating. Great film. It's kind of like a Michael Jordan like love affair mom movie, but it, it's really good. Um, okay. 10 out of, I wouldn't say it's a 10 out of 10. I'd say it's like a eight out of 10. Good flick. Okay. Worth your time. Not too long. It's like an hour and 45. So it's like a good like, okay, you can watch this before you go to bed. You're happy about it. You went to bed. Now, leading into the NBA, um, not yeah. going to bury the lead. But if you watch it, the South bitch goes home once again. And I'm so happy because I just, oh, man, it's just it's so wonderful watching him lose. And Can if you, you call don't know him the South bitch, to, if, you're, if you're actively rooting for the heat. <laughs> well, it's different. I'm not necessarily actively rooting for the heat. I'm actively Feels rooting like for the, the dog himself, Jimmy Butler. And we're going to get into a whole rant about Jimmy Butler soon. Okay. But I'm just like just basking. In the fact that LeBron James got swept in four straight games against the Denver Nuggets, and it's just, mm-hmm. mm, ah, ah, just fucking love it. And I can't believe me, they got swept. I can't believe it. I can. I, I, I was hoping and praying. I didn't necessarily believe they were going to get swept, but I yeah. can believe it because LeBron and that whole team, they just didn't have the legs for that, nor did they have the horses. Like, yeah, good, good riddance. Keep it moving. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of close games. For sure. Um, even that one game we were, ta- we were discussing last week, I want to say it was the f- game one of the series. Um, it seemed like the Lakers kind of figured some shit out. And my biggest takeaway from this one, Nikola Jokic, he's a god, 27, 14, and 11 points for the series. He's averaging a triple double this series. He's clearly the best player in the NBA in this playoff run. Jimmy's a close two, but I he's clearly the best one here, Nikola Jokic is. Um, and also there's this thing where, yeah, there was a lot. It was like a revolving cast around LeBron. If you remember the first half of the year, it was absolutely atrocious in L.A., and they switched their whole team around and became more defensive-minded. What I kind of gathered from that is, yeah, they're playing good defense. Austin Reeves got a lot of minutes, which might not be the best thing in the world, but they tried it, and it worked to this point. The Lakers didn't dive for balls, didn't make those extra moves, try to get offensive rebounds. When you're seeing like, and especially in game three, Aaron Gordon, and in game four, for what is earth, Aaron Gordon was having, and I said this last week, Aaron Gordon is probably the X factor in the series. He was doing everything. He had his biggest game in game four. He was scoring from everywhere. 21 points for Aaron Gordon's a lot at this, at this point in his career, especially on this team. So, to see that, to see how consistent they are, I think they got a different motor this year than they've had in the last couple of years. And seeing LeBron get swept is alarming because we haven't really seen that before. Like you expect him to at least take one, but Denver saw blood in the water and they said, "Hey, we're going to finish this out in four. And now the real conversation is they have to wait. I mean, Game Four was two days ago. They're going to have to wait a solid nine days until they play the first finals game is that a good or a bad thing they'll be rested but it's well, a lot of time to wait until that next round there comes is around. always the argument right in my eyes it's like does momentum help you 
in a playoff scenario. Is nine days off too much? Do you forget about rust versus rest? In a way, yeah, rust versus rest. So is the rest and too much rest of nine days straight a little too much for them? I mean, Jokic is pretty clear that he loves swimming in swimming pools and maybe they're on their way to Miami already. You know, you never know. <laughs> Right. They're starting in Denver. That, <laughs> they're starting in Denver. I know they're starting in Denver, but <laughs> yeah. still, maybe they're making the hotel resis right now in Miami. They know what they're yeah. doing. <laughs> <Get acclimated. Right. laughs> I mean, he loves it there. So you, you have to understand that, like, if this finals happens, it's going to be a lot more competitive than I think people have any sort of consideration. Oh, I don't right think now. anybody's going to say that the Nuggets are going to walk up and sweep them. And well, for what it's worth, timeout. The heat. Timeout. The, hold on. The Heat and the Celtics aren't done yet, but it's basically done. Okay. Basically, I yeah. stated this at the beginning of this playoff series when the Heat beat the Bulls, which I did call, by the way. In the play-in, after they lost that, to the Hawks, doesn't matter. You said, "Oh, a team okay. that just wins the play-in and then gets in, and then somehow now has just fucking destroyed." everyone that they have played okay right and now they're one win away from being in the nba finals as a play-in seed a lot of people say it wasn't possible i was saying from the jump i think this year it's possible it's not necessarily insane you want to know why it isn't insane vince because a guy by the name of jimmy g buckets is playing his fucking game right now and the man is insane He's an absolute dog. He steals souls of grown men. And uh, I love it. I love every second of it. It's great. The playoffs Fantastic. come around. And Jimmy and Butler turns it the fuck on. That's it. He turns it the I fuck mean, you're on. Dealing and with this team surrounding him right now is like Cinderella story-esque. Because there's not a ton of That's guys what I'm saying. Like, that are like the best of the best. But Bam and him are doing special stuff. The squad around him is basically the name of this podcast, the Taxi Squad, because it's like Max Truce undrafted, Gabe Vincent, I think, is undrafted as well. No, it's cool. I like the Nuggets. I'll say that already. I've I've been saying that. I don't dislike the Heat. I just like the Nuggets. Um, I'm surprised at what the Heat are doing. Jimmy Butler's going 29.9, so let's give him 30 for now. 37 and 6. In the 14 games in the playoffs, which is fucking insane. Way more than he was doing in the regular season. Um, and they're about to win this series at some point. Going up 3-0 on the Celtics, who were my championship pick, let me remind you, um, is pretty fucking insane to me, and it's awesome. Will it last? You kind of you hope it will. You expect it to kind of last here. Um, the only argument I have against that is the Nuggets are really fucking good, man. <laughs> like... And they're getting actual production from so many parts of their lineup, whether it's KCP, even Jeff Green's getting some mean minutes in there, and he's making some things happen. Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., all that stuff around Jokic averaging a triple-double. It's like it might be too much firepower. We'll see when it ends up coming up um, because they've obviously been able to, you know, bob and weave around a lot of other teams. Right now, the Celtics just, it seems like they beat the Sixers, and that was their championship. And they're like, oh, okay. Because the Heat just want it more, man. Like, just, and this is exactly what Julius Randle said in that interview, where he was like, 
yeah, maybe they just want it more. I think they do. <laughs> like, I really think they just want it more. But the Nuggets fucking want well, it too, man. Because the Nuggets have never been in a well, in a championship ever. I am praying though. Good. I hope they get to the championship. But I what they I'm praying did. for is that there's like <laughs> no, I know, I know. But what I'm saying is they're they're headed there, right? So yeah, it's great. Yeah. To your point. I meant to say the Heat. I'm praying that the Heat get there just for Jimmy because I I love Jimmy. If you see the TikTok recently, Mike was all in his feels on Sunday just knowing that the Bulls oh, yeah. traded this man for Zach Levine, who is softer than soft, and this man is clearly stealing souls night after night. You look at what he did, right, to Al Horford the other night with the timeout in his face. I mean, just the yeah. troll level with him is just different level. Get in yeah. faces of guys. Just uh, it, you, you just you love the 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 grit. What he's about overall as a player right <laughs> yeah. now in this league yes. NBA. I no, he is. I mean, he is OG yeah. as OG gets in this NBA. And he's younger than a guy like LeBron and the rest of them. And LeBron is the biggest fucking broad of any NBA player I've ever seen. The fact that he's going to come like out and look at Steve Kerr and say, I don't flop. <laughs> what? Uh, no, it's just like LeBron's no, the biggest broad. What anybody says, he <laughs> flops more than a... He is. No, I'm he is. You. He's a fucking this broad. This just sounds like it came out of like every the Godfather situation. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. But it's true. And you can't deny the fact that it's fucking true because he is flopping all over the place in L.A. against Denver. And the refs are like, we're not fucking yeah, calling. I'm with you there. And you got to love it because there. it's like, yeah. good. Finally, finally, this fucking guy doesn't get every single call he expects to get. And finally, he yeah. gets some humility. Good. Fuck you is what I say. And now you got a guy like Jimmy G who's an absolute dog playing his fucking heart out in Miami. And everybody said, oh, the Knicks the might G have stands a shot. For gets, by Don't the way. forget the Knicks. What? Gets buckets. I was saying yes, Jimmy right. G, the G Anyways. stands for gets. I just want to make sure everybody knows. Gets. Jimmy G gets buckets, <laughs> right? So it's not Butler. Yeah. It's buckets. Anyways. Yeah. With that being said. Everybody said the Knicks may have a shot, too, because they won one, and then they won two, and then it was 3-2, and then the Heats were like, no, you're done. So maybe, maybe the Celtics come home and, and do it, but I, I don't I don't think it's even feasible. I think this It's game, never happened they're before. They're going to go in. It's over. I don't anticipate it happening this year. not saying yeah. it hasn't happened before. I'm just saying statistically it it's not highly likely. No right. one's ever come back from right. a three zero and one, so I don't expect that to change this time anyway. Especially like even if they take both at home, or no, because they lost three in a row. So in reality, it's like going back to Miami here. It's so unlikely. It's like to be deflated down three zero. Like there's no way they win the series. Maybe they win one more and then the Heat close it out in six. That's about as far as I put it. As Will I'd Smith say we would. As Will, go ahead. No, I was just saying I'd I'd say that we could basically just chalk it in right now. It's Nuggets Heat. As Will Smith would say, um, it's for the look. I light it. I don't bite it. Um, or he bites it, he doesn't light it. And uh yeah, I don't think the Celtics I, I think the Heat go in and steal the soul of the Celtics on Thursday night or tonight, yeah. if you're listening to this right now, and uh it's over. 
It's over. I think that's it right there. We have a Nuggets Heat NBA Finals, which is very interesting in itself to even say. And then not only that, but now it it has more pageantry than you can even fathom because two years ago, Jimmy G, Buckets, and Nikola Joker Jokic – were like feuding against each other in Denver and like Joker's yeah. brothers were losing their damn mind and they were going to fight yeah. each other after the game. So like this series is going to be chippy as fuck and I can't wait for it. Root yeah, for I it. look forward to it. It's 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 a combination of teams that isn't like the free fly and throw up three pointers all over the place. It's a combination of teams that are going to play defense and they're going to play hard. I do have to ask you one thing about the Nuggets. Did you see that ridiculous Jokic play that happened the other day on Monday? Which one? There's a lot of them. No. The um, man's well, Same he got the ball. He like, got the ball. Pick one. No, Nikola Jokic. Jokic. He grabs the ball yeah, at mid-range. He pulls back like about three, four steps maybe. Complete hand in his face, throws it up, swoosh. Not even like... It's not even like a swoosh. It's like the the net didn't even move. Like, this guy's got something in him that just makes him better than everybody, and it's crazy. And I love the lumpy, big, just massive human. Does not look like a basketball player at all, and he's just coming and taking over him. It's fucking awesome. No, I'm with it. I'm with it. Did, uh, did anybody see um, what uh, Jimmy G... Did to uh, the 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 Celtics on Friday night? Did anybody get a chance to kind of pay attention to that? I watched it, but go on. Okay, so Jimmy G, right, is just an absolute destroyer of men. You think like, eh, well, maybe you know the Celtics have a shot because Jimmy played like maybe the last eight minutes of the fourth quarter, right? So I'm not thinking of Jalen Brown. Who am I thinking of? Oh, man. His name's on the tip of my tongue. No. No, no, no. Grant Williams. Grant Williams. Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy G may have taken the heart of Grant Williams on Friday night. Grant Williams and him were back and forth for a good mm, eight or nine minutes. And Grant Williams drained a three in Jimmy's face and then said something to him. And I think he regrets it immediately because Jimmy G went on like a 20 and nothing tear the rest of that quarter and single handedly won the heat the game on Friday night. And Grant Williams had nothing to say other than just these facial expressions of pure awe because Jimmy was just working him inside the elbow and inside the paint. It was just impressive, literally impressive. There are some of these turnaround shots that this man makes that's simply Jordan-esque. And the shit that he does getting in guys' faces, at one point, him and Grant Williams were forehead to forehead, and you saw Jimmy mouthing to him, I'm that motherfucker. And I'm just saying, if you can't love this, I don't know what you can anymore because this is the type of brand of basketball we need. 
because then yeah. there's the polar opposite of that. There's then there's LeBron James, right? Then there's guys <laughs> who are flailing and falling down like they got hit in the head by a fucking uh, shovel. Late game right? LeBron is fun. Get out of here. No, it is not fun. It's pathetic. Yeah, it is. It okay. is borderline <laughs> pathetic and the least manly right. thing I've seen in sports in a long fucking time. And I could rant on this for hours. Oh yeah. For the record. Yes, you could. But I will I will say to Grant Williams, and he learned his lesson, I'm sure, but don't pour gas on that fire, man. You know what it is. And also read the room, man. Jimmy Butler's better than you, obviously. So why are you trying to tempt him when Jason Tatum's probably like, whoa, 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 <laughs> Don't whoa. be doing that to him. Let me take care of some shit here. If anybody's gonna talk shit, it needs to be Jason Tatum to Jimmy Butler. You can't have you can't have Grant Williams doing that. Whoa. Jason Tatum's soft too. I mean, it, it's just the generation. <laughs> That's not the thing. point. I'm saying he's no. good. I'm not saying he's not good. His I'm just ability he's level soft. matters. He's a man. He's soft. Doesn't matter know, your ability. If you're argument. fucking soft, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, Vince. I'm going just going off pure mentality right now. Okay. The fact, the fact though, okay, that Grant Williams, if he would have kept his mouth shut, he probably would have had a different outcome in that game. But he couldn't control himself, and Jimmy said, okay, fuck around and find out. He found out. That's the type of shit Michael Jordan used to do. You didn't talk shit to Jordan on certain nights because you knew better, right? Right. You you added fuel to his fire, and he checked in late to that game. smoked like the Charlotte Hornets did and the Orlando Magic did. It's just how you do it. No reason to give him any more motivation on beating somebody. You know Jordan played his best when he there was one guy where he needed to prove that he was fucking way better than them. Jimmy Butler has the same identity. That's why that shit happens like that. It is what it is. And there is a conspiracy out there, and I highly recommend everybody to look yep. this up, that Jimmy, I think, yeah, Jimmy I think it was G. Buckets one time. <laughs> may be Michael Jordan's son. And if we haven't strange and unusual that, well, then next week will be the week. Just saying. Yeah, the uh, resemblance is uncanny. It really is. The side by side's a little fucked up. Like his mama yeah. may have um seen Michael Jordan in the eighties. That's all we're gonna say. Possible. Okay. Well, we had a sweep in the NBA, right? Yeah. I mean, the Nuggets just mopped up the floors with these LA Lakers. And then, yep. you know, Jimmy G, they were close. They were close, right? Last night they lost. Now the NHL is potentially looking at a very similar situation. It's the same right now. 3-0, 3-0, both sides. Panthers probably going to win this game tonight. Vegas is probably going to win this next game. We're going to go on to the Stanley Cup. Kind of kind of not exciting in either league right now. Obscure. I mean, I love the NBA, but God, this is boring. Like, I don't like four Obscure. sweeps. <laughs> and this is why the NHL rigged the Blackhawks pick to get Connor Bedard. Did I say that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You can say whatever the hell you want. This is sanctioned by the NHL. You can say whatever the fuck you want. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly, they may have fixed it, but you never know. And the Florida Panthers are rolling right now, although it's a tie game right now going into the second period. And by the time this episode airs, we will know the outcome. So. So will Brooks. So go NHL. (laughs) Brooks knows what's going on because he isn't blinking. Literally. If there's a league, if there's a time when Vegas is going to win this, I will say it has to happen now. They don't really have the luxury of waiting a couple more years, especially with their contract and roster situation. So part of me wants to see Vegas win this mostly because they have cool jerseys too, but Florida seems like a real force right now. Well, 
I think Florida is really good, but I think Vegas just, it's their time, to your point. And they're playing really well, and they're smacking the stars over this past series. There hasn't even been like a game where you're like, oh, maybe the stars have a shot. Just yeah. seem like they're just taking the wins out of their sails. And I think Vegas yeah. is remembering the fact that they lost in the finals, and I think they're going to come back and win. Um, yeah. I, I, to me, second time charm. If you look at the Blackhawks, if you look at every team yep. over years, you look at the, right. So let's see, let's see. Time will tell not a hockey pod, but we are a football pod. And I mean, we would just be remiss if we didn't discuss some football this week. Um, Vince, um, my yeah. guy, the legend himself, Tom, the legend Brady. Mm-hmm. is now a minority share owner in the Raiders, the fucking Raiders. Yes. When he sent me this article, I'm like, the Raiders. The Raiders. Why Why the Raiders? This is yeah. what I don't... Like, if if Robert Kraft came to him and said, listen, we want you to be a part owner in the Patriots organization, that, that makes sense. But who and why would, like, Tom Vegas... He was like, I'm in. I think that I have a couple theories on this. One, I think Tom Brady was trying to get into anything at this point after the Dolphins thing went through. There's no way he was going to go to the Dolphins after that shit happened. So that was basically tied off, signed, sealed, delivered. I think that the Raiders, especially given that they were talking about Josh McDaniels and the report that came out was even if they wanted to get rid of him, they can't because – Mark Davis was cash poor. He just couldn't pay anybody else to do that. I think that's the biggest reason why, where it's like, hey, we need some new money in here. And yeah, there's familiarity in there as well, but I think majority over everything, because in reality, Tom Brady is everybody else's boss at this point. So um, I think, yeah, more than anything, it, it offered an opportunity in a situation where he doesn't have a lot of boots on the ground, um, similar to Miami. Like if he were to go to like the Jets, that would obviously cause some some ripples and stuff like that. So this is one that's a little bit farther enough away. Hardest division in NFL. So I don't know why he's doing that, but maybe he's going to be there for the long run. So I don't know. Kind of cool. Maybe Brady's a big Vegas guy. Or maybe Tom Brady knows that Jimmy fucking Garoppolo is made of glass. And he also knows that that system with Josh McDaniel is his fucking system. And he helped build that fucking system. So he was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to be minority share owner of this fucking team. And when Jimmy G goes down in week number six, I'm coming back with a fucking black and silver jersey and watch the fuck out because him and fucking Josh McDaniels are winning another Super Bowl. How about that, He's Vince? pulling a Jordan. That? Josh McDaniels he's, he's, can't coach a team past the first round of the playoffs, let alone right? a fucking Super Bowl. The only what way that would scenario? ever even be possible is Tom Brady. I don't want to see Josh McDaniels get that because he seems like he's the fucking worst. I'm a very, I'm very anti Josh McDaniels. If we haven't gathered that enough on this podcast, does jo- like I, does Gronk come back if that happens? Like what? No. Like come on, come fucking Gronk on. Is like this done. could happen. Gronk yeah, is done. They done. did lose Darren Waller. I will say that <laughs> that all happened well, as well. They did. They also of McDaniel's did McDaniels' stupid little ass, stupid little but piece they, of shit ass Josh McDaniels. Time out. They did draft Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame. Can't, yeah, so can't Gronk could that. do the he could do the uh, veteran teaching moment situation. I don't think Gronk's coming back. I don't think Tom Brady yeah. has any interest in playing for, for the sure. team. I think he has interest in owning the team, which is good for him. Fair. Um, I think 
I think he I think he meant to buy this last retirement. Doing three retirements is just lame. Like his third one, everybody'd be like, fucking leave, whatever. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I <laughs> I don't think the Raiders are gonna be very good this year. I think that they need to make a change in coaching, and maybe Tom Brady doesn't like Josh Pitanis. You ever think about that? No, I think he likes him a lot. I think him and Josh, you know, vacay together, they do stuff together. I think they're friends. I don't think that's like a hate thing. I think they enjoy each other's company, right? You know, we just don't know. We just don't know. I mean, although he made a money move to make a money move, right? Right. So That very much could be it, too, because it's not like that that team's losing any value right now, especially with their move and especially Vegas becoming a bigger market. Like, this can only go up. And if an MLB team ends up moving out there, it could be a whole whole new thing for them. So The athletics are moving to Las Vegas. Like, the deal is done. The fire alarm system is sold. It is done. All right. That's all I got. That's all Understood. I'm saying. What else Understood. do I know? Don't know nothing. Anyways, <laughs> what we should also get into, right, is the quarterbacks of 2023. And this was in yes. my mind today. And I was thinking about this. And I'm like, you know what? We got to discuss this on the pod because what a better thing. And it's it's not necessarily that they're a part of the same draft class, right? But it's kind of yeah. guys that have maybe underachieved. Maybe we don't know exactly who they are yet. So, like, if we look at this, I'm thinking of guys like Tua. I'm thinking yep. of guys like Justin Herbert. I'm thinking of guys like Justin Fields. I'm thinking of guys like Jordan Love, right? So yep. when when we look at all this, like, in, in their situation right now, who who has the best situation overall? And don't be blindsided of the fact that we are I know. Bears fans, right? I know. But, I mean, for real, though, who has the best overall situation right now to succeed? Because this came up in my brain today, and I was like, huh, okay, there's, there's a lot to unpack here. Are you saying best to succeed as a team, or are you saying best to succeed as a player? Let's put it this way. Who's more likely to make the playoffs as a team with the quarterback at the helm? Okay. And the division they're in. Right. And what they bring to the team. A big caveat. Sure. Because the easiest argument here is that Justin Herbert's on a contract here. Justin Herbert has Mm -hmm. to ball out to get a good contract. Justin Herbert plays in the hardest division in the NFL. So I don't think they're going to the playoffs, man. I think he's going to have a really good year. I think he's going to, you know, ink that new contract and he's just going to be a happy guy. But I don't think he's going to the playoffs. I think if you look at Tua, I think his weapons are probably the best situation right now out of all of them. I think Tua is playing against the Buffalo Bills and Aaron Rodgers on the Jets. And I don't think that's an easy process. They started out real hot last year. I think McDaniels is a good coach. I think they could possibly get into a wild card. But if we're being honest, who has the best chance to get to the playoffs, has the best opportunity to do better than they did last year? It's the two guys in the NFC North. And I think team-wise, who got better? I don't think the Packers got much better. I really don't. Um, they obviously lost a couple of their weapons to New York, brought in some new guys. Christian Watson's obviously the real deal. So is DJ Moore. I think out of all those arguments, and I think I'm being unbiased here based on what I'm saying, I think Fields has the best opportunity to succeed. I think he's most okay. likely going to succeed because he has more experience in the NFL outside, you know, 
Jordan Love has only so many snaps. Fields has had a lot, and he's had a lot of shitty situations laid upon him. So I do think overall, most likely to make the playoffs, possibly make some noise, have a better year this year, I do think it's Justin Fields. <laughs> Interesting theory. Not biased at all. Which I do see all of your points, right? I think they, I laid them all out, all the, honestly. They took away all the excuses this year. I'm not disagreeing with that, right? Okay, let's get you DJ Moore. Let's get you some weapons, right? We draft that kid out of Texas in the fourth round who's an absolute yep. dog, which many people were think we're going to go in the second or third round, right? So when you look at it, though, I understand, but I, I think what the people are, are doing right now in the NFC North, and I'm not saying – that this is the case because I'm not leaning this way. I'm just bringing it up as a point. The Packers are a little bit scarier than people would believe. And I'm not, don't, don't, don't fucking start. Okay. Cause okay. I know where you're going to go with this, but listen, hear me out. Jordan Love's no, been I'm in the not. system. No, you're they, being honest. They, okay. They drafted him for a reason, right? They drafted him for a reason. They know the ability he has. He's been in the system now for almost four years. So he knows what the playbook is. It hasn't changed. Now, with all that being said, Christian Watson, all of these weapons surrounding him, I mean, it is. Who else besides him, though? Aaron Jones. Uh, yeah, Dobbs. I mean, guys. I mean, there are some guys right now on that offense that are willing and ready to go. And this kid, bottom line, he has a great arm. He played a great game against the Eagles. You can only take so much of that, yeah. right? Right. <laughs> he played a great half. He did. But I'm just saying, yeah. he has a full off season with all of these guys. Stuff that Aaron would never do. He wouldn't show up in time. He wouldn't do the whole process. True. Now you yeah. have a guy who's dedicated to the process, a defense that's young and growing, and they've been building year over year. Jair Alexander Alexander is just an absolute dog. Yeah. So yes, they've been investing in their defensive line. Their offensive line is stout. I'm just saying that if he is going to be a shell even of what Aaron Rodgers was with that team, not last year, but the year before it, it's, it's a little scary. And yeah. I think a lot of people looking and reviewing the NFC North are sleeping on that. Now, look, they're not to going the to, they're not going two and 16 this year or two and 15 or whatever it is. They're not doing no. that. Like they're, they're going to no. be a decent team. They're going to, I mean, the NFC North right now is probably like the most competitive division probably yeah. in football of there's legit a whole bunch of teams in this division that can compete with each other every single Sunday and they play each any other one of them can win the division. I wouldn't be surprised. I think the bears is the most surprising out of all of them. No, I think the Vikings are taking a big step back this year. Mm. Although they did draft Jordan Addison with the Justin Jefferson thing. That's big. That's real, real big because yeah, Thielen replacement. I'll take it. <laughs> That's a hell of a Thielen replacement. He crushed it at USC. But oh, yeah. to the point, it is a scary thought process. Now, to hammer it home, you're going with Fields. I'm going with Herbert. And I know it's the division, but that doesn't necessarily mean you need to win said division to make the playoffs. You can just be the wild card spot in the AFC. Now, we also have to remember that they were a win away of winning the wild card spot against the Jets. True. And true, they true. fucking smoked them in the first half. And then the Jags yep. just willed that game out of nowhere. 
Oh yeah. And Herbert, to your point, awesome. is on that a contract here, awesome. so he has a caveat. It was, that was fucking awesome. I love it. It was game. awesome. It, <laughs> yeah, was it was a great so game. Cool. Yeah. I'm not hating on the Jags. I I, yeah, I totally. love Doug Peterson. I think what he's like representing there in Jacksonville is kind of like the underdog mentality that came back from nowhere last year to win a whole bunch of games and make the playoffs. And they gave the Chiefs a run for their money. I mean, you can't disagree. They were in that game. Oh yeah. So. I think, in my opinion, this year Herbert needs to pull pull it together. He's the talented individual that we all know he is. The guy can throw the football 50 yards without blinking. It's just catering his talents yeah. to an offense that makes sense, and that's why they drafted the kid out of TCU. He has weapons around him. I don't know I if necessarily if they're guy. too alike. Right. Exactly. I wish he had a speed guy. He really needs that. Yeah, he could use a burner, although um, Austin Eichler did re-sign with the team. True. So that's a big one. That's a big one for this offense overall. Now, I do believe they are going to get more to a power run game um, with this uh, like acquisition of, uh, oh, God, Kellen Moore, yeah. uh, OC in, in Dallas, Dallas over the past few yeah. years. I think he's going to get his hands on him. He's far more capable than Dak in my eyes because Dak doesn't have the cannon that Herbert does, but Herbert has mm. all very similar tools that Dak does. I don't think you can disagree with that. No, I don't think you can. I mean, yeah, like I said, talent-wise, Herbert's easily the top out of this. Um, just knowing how the Chargers kind of play, you really hope they don't leave it until the end of the year to figure that shit out. Um, and I'm interested to see how that coaching kind of works too because – Herbert's getting a contract. That's just what's going to happen. No matter what really happens this year, it's they got to pay him. Oh, he's he's too much of a generational talent not to pay him. Yeah. I mean, no if doubt. he were to walk, I mean, who else are you going to replace him with? That's the problem. <laughs> Go find a quarterback that's better than him. There's been teams that have gone years, including the Bears, that have just been looking for someone that's even comparable to the guy. So you got to keep the guy if you got him. The end of the day. Since we're on quarterbacks, you know what I just want to talk about for like two seconds? The class act that Joe Burrow is. Okay. Can we just like touch on this for three seconds? Joe sure. Burrow got brought up in the media, his contract situation with the Cincinnati Bengals. And he said, I'm not at liberty to discuss that, nor do I want it being brought up in the media, nor does the organization. And it might, uh, mind you, I'm paraphrasing. So we are not going to discuss my contract negotiation with the team for that should be kept in private. Good. And I'm just like, huh? What? Yeah, he's been he's been the prime example of doing the right things in the in this limelight here because it's like, even after he won, it's like he's doing all this shit. And people are like, oh, smoke cigars, blah blah blah. He's done cool stuff, and then when all the stuff like that really matters, he's kind of just like. He takes it, especially, you know, DeMar Hamlin. That was a whole fucking deal. Uh, it's hard to sound bad in that scenario because you know exactly what you're going to say, sort of. But he's just he's a master of, you know, um, making his making what he view or what people view him as as positive as possible. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. He's he's definitely got a master class in sports PR. There's not many guys you looked at coming out of a major college program and say that guy's going to be an absolute pro bowler in the NFL and maybe go to a Super yeah. Bowl. 
Joe Burrow was that guy his senior year, and he has lived up to the hype. So shout out to that we guy. We haven't seen much of that um, since Peyton Manning, honestly. It's true. Or it actually plays out to fruition, yeah. No, it's very true. Yeah, no, I, and it this season's going to be exciting to watch. We do dislike the NFL this year more so than anything just due to the fact that they partnered with all these streaming services and – Really fucked a lot of people out of watching the content they produce on a week in week out basis to the fact that they're here to make money and firing people. So if you're listening to this NFL, change your ways. Stop being so fucking greedy. Stop changing everything all the time, dude. Like, why can't you just keep it normal and put it on TV? Luckily, I'm a big red zone guy. So a lot of the stuff I'll be able to watch. But all those night games and all the ones that actually are going on streaming services can only be done in one place. It's just a money grab, but it sucks. And just stop doing this. Speaking of the fact, Vince, okay, what would you prefer? So right now, right, YouTube TV is a big thing, and NFL Sunday ticket is going to the YouTube TV. Right. Now, would you rather have NFL Sunday ticket where we jump around and we are live commercial-free for the next 87 hours or whatever the fuck it is? Right. Or – Right? You get NFL Sunday ticket where you could choose any game you want. So in your eyes, what is the most value you're receiving? Bang for the buck. Red zone, NFL Sunday ticket. Your opinion. Bang for the buck? Depends on how you watch football. Because if you're going bang for the buck, I mean, mean, red zone is, is cheaper for sure. So... From that perspective, I mean, but Red Zone only plays like, can you watch Sunday Ticket on a Thursday game or no? You can watch. It gives you every NFL game, every game, literally then, I mean, every you single game. You have to go with that one because Red Zone isn't going to get you those Mondays and Thursdays and various sure. Saturdays. <laughs> yeah. But then again, but then again, if you are an ADHD child like that of Chicago, and play Mike, fantasy football, and play the fantasy footballs. Deal. Right. I mean, this is a thing. This is what I think of. Like, am I going to even going to be able to handle to sit and watch one game time over time? Or am I, gonna, am I just going to be fucking jumping around the whole fucking time? That right? noon slot, if I can't goes. see every game, then I will be pissed. So <laughs> right. if it's a noon slot, I want to see seven games at once. That's just how exactly. I work. Yeah. And I know, you know, there's so many options to, in quote, legally do these things. But I'm just saying. You know, there is a thought process where you got to go legal at some point in the game and you got to figure out what you're going to be loyal to. So with that, you know, that's where my brain goes for this upcoming NFL season. Right. Do I go Sunday ticket? Do I go red zone? I don't know. I'll be telling you right now. I'm getting red zone because I always get red zone. So now he doubles back. See, you never know. I know the bang for the buck is Sunday ticket, but I'll find ways to watch the other games. I'm buying red zone this year. See? Okay. But you know, maybe it might be, uh, might be a sketchy little way to find the other games. I'm I'm agreeing with this statement. No, don't incriminate yourself. Allegedly, there could be some sketch. I sound like Trump. Allegedly, Allegedly. there's some other ways. <laughs> there might be there's some, some other ways to watch these games. <laughs> I don't know, but we're we're, we're looking into it. It okay. might be good for me or bad for me. It depends on how you look at it. <laughs> oh God! Just some oh, things I God. wanted. Just some things I wanted to discuss before we wrap this lovely episode up. 
once again, people, we appreciate you so much for tuning in every single week. You have no idea this has been such a process and three plus years of just grinding at this. And we are so grateful for every single one of you. Um, if you haven't shaved your face yet with Henson shaving, what are you doing? Do Let's do it. And then not only that, but like you got to follow it. And uh, you, you got to share it with a couple of your share buddies it. because they probably enjoy it too. No and doubt. then not only that, but like, you know, your grandpa's a good dude and um, he probably wants to listen to it with you. And if he's a sports guy, he's probably half the reason you're into this shit anyway. So true. Yeah. Right. <laughs> true. true. So with all <laughs> of that being said, rate it five stars. Give it a follow. We'll see you next week. Peace.